shit. All right. Good to go? Good to go. All right. Welcome to 91 Octane. Welcome. I am John. I'm Randy. And on today's episode, we drop the hot lap and go under the hood. We do. How much is too much is back with a 16-year-old topic. Uh, we introduce our pick of the week. Uh, you know, used car sale of the week. Sure. If you must. And uh, eating in people's cars. That'll be how we close out uh, the episode. And you're ranting about it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I've had some tough experiences. Okay. Fair enough. But let's get started with the headlines. Randy, kick it off. All right. So General Motors is calling in the reserves. They are sending Michigan people. We call ourselves Michiganders. Okay. Um, their employees. What do other people call you guys? People from Michigan. Okay. Because <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. Um, yeah. They are uh, bringing in employees from General Motors in Michigan to help fill the um, employee gaps uh, that are occurring in a truck plant that's working in the state of Missouri, running in the state of Missouri. They're understaffed in Missouri because of COVID or whatever. Right. And so they're feeling like, well, obviously we want the trucks, our best selling product to keep on going. So they're bringing in reserves from Michigan. Jeez. So, like, they're probably paying for their expenses. Well, I would hope so. That's crazy. They're sort of like that. They're sort of coming up as a hero in a moment like this. Yeah. But well, the question I guess I have for you is, is would you go to what? It's two states over. Uh huh. Let's say Utah or maybe further. Let's say New Mexico. Right. For work, New Mexico, and live fuck there. Of all places. Basically, it's a, that's the kind of an equivalent. Yeah. It's a desert equivalent, right? Not hating on New Mexico. It's just ABQ. Breaking bad, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, well, we saw how grimy it well, was. Well, I I think I'm not at a place where I would say yes to that. Okay. But I'm, I know that I wouldn't be beyond that, right? If it's if, not beneath you to yeah, exactly to be like, in a different yeah, state, like if. No, 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 to, to go get another job, right? Because the need for the job or the money is what would drive that move. And they probably are paying a stipend or yeah, a I, little bit. Of, yeah. yeah, one would hope, yes. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you're moving for at least, I don't know if they're like yearly contracts or what, but you're going to be working for, over there for a little while. Indeed. I wonder, I wonder how much of those jobs would turn into permanent jobs. But it's like an apples to apples move. Yeah, you're moving from one Midwestern state to another. Same topography, same. but it's still not home. You know, that's true. Like you're still that's moving. That's true. That's true. It's it, that's interesting. That's good. That yeah, more jobs are coming. I mean, in a time like this, I think definitely we need them. Yeah, indeed. But let's get into our next headline. EV West is in the news again, at least our news. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about them previously working on an E36 uh, EV conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we also know that they do MR2 EV conversions mm-hmm. and now they're trying to break the electric speed record at Bonneville, uh, in a Tesla powered, what they call Lakester. 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 And really, the name of the motor that, I, I, oh, the car, the, the car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, or, and they also have it tagged as the Electra liner. Um, I think now we're getting to a point where the limits are being pushed, I think, mm-hmm. by the companies that have been involved. Um, and in my next headline, we'll talk about how someone is being left behind, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to cover this, I mean, it's it, the record is, I believe it's 314.9 miles per hour. So they're trying to break that in an EV car, which means an incredible advancement in the technology, right? It's a merging of existing car technology, but then also EV technology. But now you've got companies Ford pushing the limit. You've got uh, EV West now pushing the limit. It's not just, you know, production car conversions anymore. Now they're going into breaking records. It's not little mom and pop shops. Yeah. It's getting a little bit legit. Yeah. Is what you're it, saying. Absolutely. And I think now they're, they're the performance side of EV is already put down roots. Hmm. You know, Volkswagen's ID program. You've got little mom and pops that started up who are now doing like record breaking speed runs mm-hmm. in in, uh, in cars. They haven't done it yet, but they're planning on it. I'm sure they believe they can get at least close um, and, and Ford with doing it to production cars. 
So, like, there's just a lot of these little clues popping up here and there that are kind of saying, hey, you know, it's coming. Yeah. It's, come, it's a lot sooner than I would expect. So I'm I'm interested to see the evolution of this for the next five years or so. Indeed. I mean, going into my next headline, I, I've got I can go different angles. I can tie in with what you're saying. Yeah. BC Moto bought four Tesla motors mm. that are used or probably off of eBay or so, crate. It, it came in a crate. Right. So I looked them up. What uh, a, a Tesla motor cost. They're like seven to twelve grand for a Tesla motor. But that's almost a full rear clip. Yeah, I was just going to say that doesn't sound too bad. That doesn't sound bad at all. For how new the technology is. Yes. I yes. mean, a, a, an S, you know, the S65, mm-hmm. the V8, the M3 V8. Right. When that came out, mm-hmm. that engine cost nearly 30 grand to replace. Mm. You know? So mm. for really advanced EV technology, specifically Tesla technology, 7 to 12, sounds reasonable. It's expensive, no yeah. doubt. But yeah. for what it is, it sounds reasonable. I mean, you don't have batteries, but nonetheless, yeah, that's a pretty good starting point. And you get ludicrous level yep. motor capable motors. Do you know what BZ's doing with that? He hasn't said, but he already did a, a, the Porsche um, electric conversion. Right, right, yeah. It's just a way to kind of keep yourself up to date with the latest and greatest, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how I see it for him. For, yeah, absolutely. He'll be tuning EVs and gas and... He's kind of like a one-stop shop. That's true. You're right. Yeah, you're right. He's building that expertise. Probably already has that expertise. Right, right, With right. the Porsche. Yeah. And now, is it four motors for a single car? Is it two cars? Is well, it four cars? It's got to be for... Well, I think the most you can use is two motors. Okay. Be- because you can't mount one to each mo- to, to each wheel. Right. Okay. So they're like axles. They're basically like differentials. Okay. Okay. That's what they look like. The, right. the Tesla motors. So it'll be interesting how he applies it. It'd be really cool if it was in some like Honda or something. Or It's interesting because this leads into my next headline, which is, you know, a lot of these companies, including EV West, mm-hmm. um, are taking Tesla technology and pushing the limits with it. Mm. But Tesla isn't necessarily doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a big piece of EV that they've ignored. And granted, Elon has always said that he want he's looking for this to be the future of everybody. Yeah. Not just maybe that's what's keeping away from the performance side of things. And he is working on the Roadster. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they haven't taken any of the existing cars and really put a, a significant edge on it or break records or, you know, that type of thing. And they're in the headlines again for their build quality that apparently cannot. Sucks. It cannot improve. Mm-hmm. I don't understand um, how a company like that. Well, actually, I can. Working for a technology company, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it actually kind of makes sense. Don't look it, up John's LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, if you take, I mean, this is any software developing, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you've experienced plenty of it. Mm-hmm. If you take, you know, that type of design and development into vehicles, there are going to be some issues. It's hard. It's very, very hard. Building a car is very, very difficult. But I mean, now they're having control arm snapping oh really people yeah i mean and and granted this is sort of an opinion piece that i picked up that uh where they talk about people posting on twitter the experiences they've had and calling out elon and and then there's apparently there's like this elon has this big following of people that are like just hanging off his nuts and sure and want and like defend him as soon as anyone accuses him of anything. There's definitely that. I did not know that. I didn't know that he was like t- Taylor Swift of technology. The car blogs have a lot of those people, uh, like true believers, like like religious, like yeah, fanatics, type. yeah, fanatics. Yeah, there you go. yeah, that's yeah, a better so, word. Yeah. Yes, there's definitely people like that. They're like their names say Tesla in them for their screen names, and I. I'm not that committed to any car brand. I just want it to continue to grow. Right. The industry. I will follow what I think is the best car, the best product, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. So, I mean, Tesla, they need to figure out their quality control at minimum. At most, work on a performance division because that'd be interesting. To your point, it'll further the electric cause. For sure. Maybe Absolutely. he just needs more people in, to get in the game. 
and actually be competitive for it maybe. to really push him into that space. Or maybe he just stays away from it altogether. Because, like, say you you saw like a, a an electric push in you know sanctioned racing. Yes, you would expect to see Tesla. But For, maybe Tesla's yeah. gonna be an engine provider like Honda is, but right. not necessarily have the a team. Yeah, a team, right? Uh, so you know, who knows, right? It's, That's interesting. Why maybe, is it, yeah? Why is it beneath? Well, he's making rockets, so he doesn't have the time. Maybe I mean, maybe he thinks he maybe he thinks it's beneath him. Yeah, He's yeah. Like, oh, I don't need to build race cars. I build rockets. That's for the mom That's, and pops in the garage yeah, type yeah. shit. Yeah, could be. Could Maybe. be. Yeah, because yeah. he does. He he does really build rockets. Yeah, so. for sure. That's damn. That's nuts. I know it is this guy. But that closes out our headlines for the week. Let's get into our first topic, Randy. How much is too much? And this is a car for a sixteen-year-old that has just gotten their license. You let's start with what we got. What what did you get when you were 16? Right away, um I drove a hand-me-down 89 Camry. Okay. Then I crashed it, but we were on the verge of buying my aunt's 91 Celica, okay. which is in my background on the video right now in, oh, the, nice. in the air, the one that's in the air. Uh but that was they my parents paid like 2 to 3 grand. Okay. Probably 3 grand for it. There's like 110k miles. Um, a little bit of rust in yeah. the fender wells, but decent shape overall. Right. Um, how much is too much as far as a price range? I, for my kids, I'd throw five at most at a car. Five. Five K at most Actually, at now, most. At now, hmm, five is a lot. I you could say that it is a lot. You I know? agree. Depending on how where they're planning to drive. Yeah. Um, that might gauge where whether i teeter towards a two grand range or not but two will be my lowest what if they you know what if they are tuners what if that's the passion they've developed and they want a s2000 or a i mean i know that's over the five thousand dollar limit mm-hmm. but let's say a mm-hmm. uh, high mileage gsr okay so let's say today they were of age uh, they were 16 right um, if they wanted a high miles GSR, I'd say let's do it. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Oh I'm, yeah. I am a big, and this is sort of goes against. I feel like younger me would hate me for this. Okay. But I feel like <laughs> everyone should start with like a car that slows balls. Oh really? Yeah, one hundred. You think the GSR is too fast? I for think a it. I think old? it's too much for a sixteen-year-old. Mm. Yeah. With I mean, at nearly two hundred horsepower. Yeah. You're getting in trouble in that in that car. For Even sure. though an LS is at one forty isn't slow. I've never by driven a sixteen-year-old standard. I've actually never driven. A but I mean, Tiger. my my first car was an EK Civic Coupe. That um, was like the DX, the, not even the VTEC model of sure. the single cam um, that did 116 horsepower. Okay. And I wrung that car out as much as I could for as long as I could, but also learned to appreciate the car as a result. Mm. You know, tinkering with it, trying to get as much as I can out of it. Okay. Uh, but wh- while also not having enough power, I you know, obviously there's – at any car can put you in danger. Yes. But you will think twice racing a slow car. <laughs> you know? It'll basically prevent you because exactly. I had a slow car also. Yeah, exactly. You Just, won't you won't engage in speed contests, quote unquote. Nope. Uh so I think I I always think that, you know, anything over one fifty Horsepower is too much for a 16 year old. Yeah. Fresh yeah. license. Definitely turbos are off the table. <laughs> you know, like really? Yeah. I mean, those are the kids. I mean, even like a Mustang GT, like when I see 16 year olds getting Mustang GTs and I'm just like, even a V6 would get them in trouble. Would it be a different perspective if it, if it was a daughter or girl? No, you would still be yeah. like you wouldn't give them something more than 130 140 horsepower yeah i mean because i mean they do they don't really need it so if, if that's they, true if they are a tuner right if they have that passion mm-hmm. they can build it on a miata for you know ah. fine take that you know what i mean let me teach you how to drive responsibly at a track and you can build that into whatever you want it to be that's a good choice right yeah. but 
And if you're not in that side, you get a daily that's not going to get you in trouble. Right. That is like going to save you gas. CRV. Yeah, yeah <laughs> something like right. that, right? But, you know, I think that if I would have gotten – if I would have had a GSR, if I would have had anything uh, like with, an RSX type S. Oh yeah. Like I would trouble. be in trouble for sure. I would be in, like, I already got into trouble with a piece of shit civic. Yeah. Let yeah, alone. Yeah. I, I don't know, you know what, if I wouldn't have been wrapped out of a tree, wrapped around a tree or just did too much with it. So the civic is really an anomaly because that was the platform for the tuner industry. Um, since the very beginning. Right. What if at the time you had had the Hyundai Elantra 1996 version and equivalent horsepower? I mean, I had a Rio for <laughs> no, but I, at 16 though. I mean, it's sort of the same thing. Would you th- would you have still gotten in trouble? You think if it was an automatic and a Hyundai oh, Elantra? Oh no, no way. Where you couldn't do shit, no but it was way. the same power, same no power levels. Way. I mean, I because at the time I was even like very much gatekeeping about like transmissions, you right? Know? So if I had an automatic transmission, I would not be doing anything to the car. Yeah. Not a single thing, you yeah. know, like like there are people I have found recently through, you know, Gary King, who's been a guest on the show, King Anytime. Uh, he actually has a rant on like on Wednesdays. I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube. No. Nope. And he goes off on people who drive automatics that put like boots to kind of cover up the actual shifting <laughs> yeah. to make it look like a stick shift car. To make it look I uncircumcised. Didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know people did. I didn't know people took it that far. That's far. That's really far. I, At that yeah. point, like, just just get a stick shift car. Figure yeah. it out. It's not that hard. Yep. So that's that's uh, it's interesting. I never took it to that level, but I did. Oh, mod- yeah, you had an automatic I did car. mod the fuck out of my Celica. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> automatic and all. <laughs> I modded, modded yeah. the fuck out of it. Yeah, that's I, – I don't think I would have done that. Really? But you had you had the well, – what was the performance trim? GTS. 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 Yes. Yeah. And you, that's the one that you had. I had that one. What What was the horsepower on that? 180. Okay, so 1. you 8. were – and you wrecked it, right? I wrecked it <laughs> much, much later on. Uh, How old were you? 20 – Oh, shit. 2005. So twenty two. Okay, so yeah, it was pretty old already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. weren't, you weren't, you didn't get in an accident when you were like sixteen. Mm, no, <laughs> yeah, I did. How long did it take for your insurance to go down? Uh, I had to leave the state. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, oh, it changes. Well, because that's like early internet, the in, internet in its infancy days. Your driving record doesn't go with you when you change your driver's license to a different state. Okay. So I was on the verge of losing my license in Michigan. Oh, my God. And that that record gets wiped because I went to Illinois and have my Illinois driver's license. They sent us the worst people. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get I got sp- a couple speeding tickets in Illinois. Never, I haven't got one here. Knock on wood. I don't speed here that Damn. much. Yeah. I didn't know that. I can't drive. You, have, you have speeding tickets in Illinois. Speeding tickets. In speeding Illinois. tickets in Italy. Speeding tickets in Italy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. And almost losing your license in Michigan. Yes. Damn, dude. You're like a, what, what is it? Internationally known yeah. <laughs> on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, I've been uh, around the world. But let's get into our next topic, the pick of the week. Of and the this week. is actually meant to replace the hot lap. Uh, so we're going to use that time to kind of showcase um, the car that we've picked uh, for the week to sort of buy, right, while we window shop. Mm-hmm. I think everybody... Everybody has the same condition in that we're looking at Craigslist, OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace for a car. Yep. We have no real intention to buy, but just looking for some inspiration or the next idea or, you know. Your mind wanders. Yeah, like maybe. What if this? What if I sell this car and get yeah. something else? Yes. Um, so, you know, we, we can. it can be any used car marketplace, uh, but there has to be a pick. And I'll kick it off. And to no surprise of really anyone, mm-hmm. um, my pick of the week is a 2008 BMW 335i. Okay. Uh, it's a six-speed. It's an <laughs> N54 twin-turbo car. Sure. Uh, it's got 150,000 miles, a new water pump. Uh, it's got the old iDrive stuff. Uh, and there's some particular points in the ad 
Never been launched or tuned. Yeah. Super yeah. fast. Yeah. Okay. Right. That shouldn't be the same sentence. Needs injectors for smogs, right? Either index 12 or index 13. I don't even know what that means as a non-BMW And guy. I'm going to break all this stuff down after I give you this detail. Okay. No low ballers. And then all in one long sentence, text, no email, no bullshit or joyrides, period. Hard to find six speed. That is true. Gets it. it is. Uh, that is true. So, and first with cash gets it so um let's start with some details here right first it's the pre-lci uh bmw has a life cycle impulse that they do to all their models either two or three years in in which they kind of update a few things oh that's what you call the mid the the mid-life mid, yeah refresh, midlife refresh which is what the bumper bumper lights in the case of this car it was a motor oh yeah okay. so they went from the n54 to the n55 the N54 was a twin turbo. The N55 was a trans, twin scroll, but they made about the same power. Uh, really? Yeah. So they so the newer one just lost a turbo. Uh, so it was a single turbo on the N55. Okay. So new uh, manifold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a new engine. But it's still the inline same inline six. It's still it, yeah, a very similar inline six, right? Not the same one. Uh, okay. But yeah, similar okay. inline six. Well, the S two thousand did that also. Yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, they did. Right. I, I read about that. Yes. So yeah. in your post, actually. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so then it's definitely high mileage, right? With the N54, the issue is that these these turbos go out. Okay. Right. That's known to happen. At minimum, there's wastegate rattle, uh, which isn't really detrimental to driving the car, but it's just kind of annoying mm -hmm. to have to deal with. So you've already got some things working against you, right? Indeed. They mentioned the new water pump, right? So this indicates one of two things. One, if he's like you and me, yeah. it's likely this was preventative maintenance, right? Okay. But if he's like most of the population, yeah. It probably overheated at one point or another. Oh. And there is more in the ad that leads you to believe that the overheating was the case, in which he mentions needs all gaskets. <laughs> right? So this means it could mean that it is the uh, the head gasket, which is the one that you don't really want to have to worry about. Yeah. Um, and he does mention that it doesn't pass smog because of the injectors. Okay. And needs gaskets, which if you, let's say, if everyone were to go look at it and it's actually blowing white smoke or something like that. Then it's that, burning coolant. It could be that it's burning coolant, but it could also be that the turbos are failing. Oh, my gosh. Right? But that's a better problem. Is it? It is a better problem because you can source used or refurbished turbos for maybe $900. Each? You find them. No, for both of them. Oh. Yeah, hey. for both of them. And yeah. then put them in yourself and right and you can and you can recover that. But a head gasket job, I don't want to deal with that. And if I'm going to outsource it, it's a two thousand dollar job. Damn. Right. So that's I would prefer it's the turbos than the actual head gasket. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he is right. The six speed is harder to find, but not not in the E92, which is what this is. Right. It's the coupe. Right. Um, so in this case, the E92 is probably the most common six speed, but it is still harder to find in a 335 because it wasn't really meant to be a sports car. Right. And it it's was, not, it wasn't the enthusiast choice. Yeah. The it wasn't was. until later that it became the enthusiast choice. Once they found out how you can tune the N54 and okay. what it could handle. Um, so in this case, you know, what would I use it for? Right. Why did I pick it? Mm -hmm. And it would be either a street car or a quick flip. Ah, right. It costs. He has it at eight thousand. That's way too much. Right. For yes. What, all one hundred percent agree with you, man. One hundred percent agree. Mileage alone, eight k. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Well, tell what, tell what me would, more. Tell what me, would be your offer? For me, yeah. I would go halvesies. Halvesies on, on the difference. Four k. I go four k. Four k. I'd be like, f you, four k, dude, oh, and I would list. I got my BMW guy over here, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is you. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, head gasket, two grand. Um, turbos. Do you tell me, owner? Yeah. Is it the turbos or the head gasket or what? what's the smoke for? You know, like, it doesn't pass smog. Um, the mileage. Yeah. Uh, is that, that, does, does that imply that the clutch is bad? Yeah. Based on this level of um, care. The, a bad picture. I can't even fucking see the front. <laughs> yeah. No engine picture. I mean, yeah, you're going to go take a look at it. But, I mean, if you 
best case scenario, right? Yes. Turbos are bad. You need new uh, injectors. That's $1,000. I've done this already. For the injectors? For the injectors. Just the injectors Just are the injectors, but it's six. a pretty easy job to do yourself. Um, so you're losing out a thousand dollars for somebody mechanically inclined. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, and yeah, you'd have to have, yeah. I mean, it more than just oil changes yes. and spark plugs. Right. Um, but it's not super, super difficult. Um, so I, I was at five, five to six K was my range. Really? Right? You think that's because a good of deal? the best case scenario, right? Cause if it's blowing white smoke, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check, right, if it's, if it's overheated, right? I'll ask him. Obviously, he's going to lie from uh, ju- judging from the right. actual post. It yeah. He doesn't seem like an honest dude. Yep. Um, but if it's just the turbos, $1,000 on the turbos, $1,000 on the injectors, mm-hmm. and that's a flip already because I'm probably getting rid of it for 10 And if I'm able to give it for 5 to 6 you know, that's already a thousand dollars minimum that I'd make. So you're saying that this car could sell for ten in, oh, uh, yeah. in running it, smog passing shape? And running in good condition. hundred fifty K miles? Yeah. The N ninety two. Yep. Yep. That that car is still in demand because of what you can do with that engine. Wow. Yeah. So I mean as long as it obviously you'd have to make sure the interior's in good condition, the right. paint's in good condition. Right. So in this case, I mean that's this is I, I think I would do I mean, I, I did it with the with the sedan, which mm-hmm. is not it's not a high demand car, right, to have as a sedan. The coupe isn't the most preferred one. Um so it'd be easier to sell. And you know, I got eight and eight five out of it. I think it was. Yes. Um, so the coupe is harder. Is a uh, you, you the can coupe get more is more desirable. The... There's a bigger market for it. Oh. Yeah. 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 A lot of people like that. Even it's, though it's the first gen, it's of... a lot harder to make the E90 look cool, sporty, yes. right? Yeah. With the way that it's shaped, uh, specifically yeah. that model. Yes. You know, yeah. some people are really good at it, but it takes a, a better eye than most to get it whereas the e92 already looks as fast as it is right right so i mean it's right. I, I think i think it's interesting and i mean even for a even as a street car if i weren't to flip it i mean it is a fun car i didn't enjoy the turbo as lag. much as i was hoping that i would there isn't a lot of lag okay um did the, you have the first gen or second gen the then? first gen you did have the yeah gen. i had the first gen and the the torque p- numbers are exactly the same between the the M3 and the N54. Oh. It's 295. 295. Pound feet. Right? Uh-huh. And the, the M3, that's 295 at 3,900. And the N54 is 295 at 1,200. That's the difference of turbos. Okay. So at 1,200, you're already. And that's, that was, that's the part you sort of miss. Okay. Um, in the, the E92 M3, it doesn't give you that pull. But that's you, you, as a street car, you can have fun doing little pulls from light to light yeah in a car like this so well, you th- certainly showed us yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah. yes yeah so i think that's why this is my pick of the week for this particular guy i'm being a little careful because i it just the ad does not seem trustworthy trustworthy at all and specifically with one point there's no such thing as index 13 injectors oh, okay there's so what- index 12 which is like versions of injectors that bmw puts out Right there, there's been I don't know that there's been all 12, but there's like pre seven or pre nine index nine. You want to stay away from because there were a lot of improvements that prevented problems in the later index from OEM then. from OEM. This is from BMW. Can you get aftermarket and call it an index 11 or 12? There or? are no aftermarket as far injectors? as I know. Yeah. Yeah. For those injectors. So you have I to might, buy. Oh, yeah. You have to buy. Maybe or Bosch. Rebuilt. Maybe Bosch might make some. Yeah. As a supplier, they yeah, would make it. Right. Yeah. But I'm I'm not sure. I bought the OEM pieces and it's index 12. There's no index 13. So this guy either already or maybe he's getting hustled or he's trying to hustle you. Right. Because he thinks he thinks you can tell from the ad that he thinks this is very valuable. Yeah. Even though it's at eight thousand, I would expect him to stay close to that number based on what, you know. But then also first with cash gets it kind of lets you know, okay, this is OBO. Yes. You know, like he just wants some cash at this point. And all those problems you said you listed the problems based on the price of the parts yeah but you didn't include labor for a, a layman yes yes for yeah absolutely for for a person who wants to take this into a shop mm-hmm. 
they wouldn't be making a profit. They'd be losing money. Exactly. At the end of that. So this would only function as either a, a streetcar for them, something they, they're a fan of and want to enjoy for a little while. Otherwise, no, you're, it's, it's, a, it's a money pit if you don't do the work yourself. So let's offer them four and buy it at four. Yeah. And then you get two thirds of proceeds. I get a third of the proceeds when we sell it for 10K. <laughs> Hell no. I'd rather you help me with the work. <laughs> <laughs> let's put it halfway. Let's do it at your house. Wrench. <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. But that's my pick of the week. Randy, what is your pick of the week? So, you know, I get a little bit of like uh, not truck envy in the sense that I, I, um, I, I get envious of towing capacity now that you you've right. put that on my radar okay right so you like, want more pull i want more pull. <laughs> <laughs> i want it long and hard yeah. um yes I, you know so i i always i have a i uh, the prelude is just not a car i care for that much anymore obviously right, right. so and i've also mentioned that i'm uh off-road curious also yeah. uh-huh you know, overlanding, all that stuff. That's a nice little different niche right. of the automotive world that I've never experienced, um, let alone track days. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the car on my list that I actually just think about, I'm not really serious about buying another car and selling the Prelude yet, is uh, the Toyota Land Cruiser. Okay. The newer one? Not the latest, latest new ones. Okay. The like nineties oh, or early two thousand yeah, one, yeah, yeah, strictly for the towing capacity. Okay, because well, you know, I live near a hiking trail, and sometimes these these uh, SUVs come up here, kind of rock rock crawler decked out. Mm-hmm. So I saw the Lexus equivalent of this car right come through, and I was like, huh, that'd be kind of like a nice. What's the towing capacity of a nineties? Uh, seven thousand pounds. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. For the V6. Yeah. What's the, do you know what the horsepower is on that six? 295. Okay. So it's, yeah, that's, uh, that's wow. good, right? That's impressive. For late nineties one. I didn't know that. Cause I, I love the look of those. Yeah. 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 They look the, really good. The ultimate rugged look, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. For sure. The, it's the silhouette of I what? I do think the newer ones, newer, newer ones look more rugged. Oh, really? Yeah, but but these I don't know. I've I've all, maybe I just like '90s cars in general. The yeah, nostalgia. Of right, it, but right. I've always liked that. We had a black one in your street in my family. Oh, for uh, a little while, and okay. then we sold it to a cousin. Okay, but yeah, I mean, I love that car. You man. had a Land Cruiser. It was or a Forerunner. It was a, a Forerunner. Oh, okay, I'm yeah, talking Land Cruiser. Which we is... have a Land Cruiser now. Oh, it's uh, it's actually in Guatemala. My okay. dad uses it as the car over there. What year? Ninety-eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's right around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you'd be surprised at the values of these cars, dude. It's they've gone up. They have. They've gone up. A rear bumper, right? So it got wrecked. So okay. we had to replace the rear bumper. Yeah. My dad was like, "Hey, can you look for this part for me?" And I'm looking for <laughs> it used, dude. Eight hundred and fifty yeah. bucks for a rear bumper, and it's like the cover. You yeah, mean? the cover. Yeah, and the wow. rear one is just like a little, you know, a little yeah, strip. Yes. And I'm just like, damn. And now you can see them going up because. They're such good cars, yes. Especially in rough terrain. Mm-hmm. Then my dad's like, "Oh, maybe we could get another one," but they're just going up in value, man. Yeah. So not this one, but I looked at one that had three hundred thousand miles. Okay. Selling for like ten grand. I was like, "Damn, motherfucker, dude!" Three hundred. Th- I don't know. Yes. I don't know the longevity of those cars. Yeah. Well, clearly they're high because. Um, the 80s ones are well over 15 grand. 10,000. I don't know, man. I, what do you think? Like 75 on $10,000? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know that you'd get that off. Is the demand high enough at that mileage? Depends on the year, I think. Yeah. And the body styling. What I, year was the ad? Uh, well, the one that was 10 grand, uh, probably late 90s, like your dad's. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Right. Well, this one I'm um, looking at. Um, I just picked a random one, 218,000 miles, which is the average for these 90s models. Really? I don't know 200K miles is average. Wow. This one's selling for 12 grand. Jeez, so you guess you're not getting that much money off of them then. Mm-mm. 12 grand for 218,000 miles. Yes. 
I mean, maybe those engines are bulletproof. I don't know enough about them. I believe they are. I don't know enough either. I just. I mean, if the average is two hundred thousand for what you're seeing, the then... only thing that kills me about it though is the gas mileage. But that's like all SUVs of that era, right? Yes, and that's the problem. Whereas yeah. getting like your truck, yeah, I'll get thirty miles a gallon. Yep, yep, and have the same towing capacity or similar, yeah, close to more, the same. Yeah, more comforts. More creature yeah, comforts. Yeah, no, it's 7,000 pounds towing it's, capacity, okay, so it's exactly okay. the same. So, so it's almost worth it to almost upgrade unless you want the style factor of this rugged-looking yeah. 90s SUV. Yeah, I mean, that's really why you – the only, well, I mean, the, it is functional. It is functional. But that's you, true. you are getting a lot more for your money – you know, by yeah, getting a newer truck. You're doubling your gas mileage Yeah, alone. that's true. Yeah, I mean, if you calculate it out, maybe you're spending the difference in in gas Yes, by just doing that. Yeah, just for the style of the yeah. Land Cruiser. But, but yeah, they are nice cars. They are nice. I mean, the 80s ones, like I said, they're going at like 15K now. Man. 80s ones. What is it about these? I mean, I, I don't know. There was they kind of went down the path of Singer Porsche. Mm-hmm. There's a, br- a company called Icon up here in in like Ventura or something. Okay, that does full restos. Okay, on not just the '70s uh, Land Cruisers, but now the '80s ones as well. So that's driven the market up. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel like the market is going up for everything though. At least everything I want. <laughs> because <laughs> you want the cool shit yeah that's i guess that's yeah. true yeah not, right even, even like an em1 like i i don't think i'd want that mm-hmm. but they're going up everything is going up another one sold for 30k on bat like I've, I've even like reconsidered some things about the e36 like maybe i should move slower into actually stripping it and you know taking taking it down to the bare metal mm-hmm. um because they're already going up in value man like i don't see anything listed as low as what you paid what i you know what i paid like not even close like things in the cars in the same condition 150 160,000 miles uh you know just generic black color yeah 12 grand 10 grand you know like i'm like wow dude like no way like just a, a eight months later right if that you know so where are these cars like i don't understand why they would even cost that other than bring a trailer and i I won't get into that we did it last week yeah but um but yeah i mean these cars are going up in value too well the recreation component of how COVID has changed people's mindsets yeah they're more willing to invest in recreation yeah so maybe that's what's driving the market maybe that could be too Right, oh, like people want to start turning wrenches in their garage because they got the freaking time. Yeah, that makes sense. There, I mean, there's yeah, no absolutely. theaters. No, you can't eat out anywhere and sit there. Yeah. Um, there's nothing to do. You can't travel yeah. without unless you can drive to the place. Because, oh, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, it, I, I think that's what saved me, like, in terms of my sanity. Yes. You know, having something to work on. Yeah, in that's my true. House. Like, I'm always tinkering with something. Most of the time cleaning something because it's so fucking filthy. But yes. Um, but yeah, I think maybe you're right, but, but I feel like, th- I don't know that the, the demand of, of working on a car like that, maybe people are a little, you know, silly about their offers and that's what's driving the prices up. But I just don't think a, anything over a hundred and, you know, 20,000 miles should really be over 10 K for an E36. For know? an E36. Well, it's got the heritage of M. Yeah. That M means it's something It's got a million people. different uses. It Drift does. car, track car, Luxury, street car, show like car. F- it's technically a floss car, too, even if it's older. Yeah, it's like technically. Cl- it's very technically. Well, yeah, but I would say, like, if I had a clean, um, what's the blue I like? Uh, Estoro blue. Right. Clean paint. And white Vader seats. Yeah. I would feel like I could stunt in that car a little I bit. I definitely feel... Yeah, I think you're right. I think I definitely would feel... I would even feel a little more... I would probably expect more enthusiast attention from an E36 M3 than my E92. A thousand percent. Yeah. Because yeah. I've never noticed an E92. Yep, yep, But yep. when I see an E36 these days... Yeah. Not because I know you. Maybe because I know you. Yeah. But, but then also it's like, okay, you're saving a piece of the history that I like. Right. Yeah. But not just that. When when I was in college, a kid, one of my classmates had an, a, a Storo Blue. Oh, okay. E36 M3. And I was like, definitely like <laughs> wanting that car, man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were what? 
25, 30 grand at the time. Oh yeah. 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 So I couldn't afford it, but yeah, it was, it's a sick car. I think the styling has, you know, has remained gorgeous in my yeah, opinion for, for a boxy car. Mm-hmm. It's actually, it's, it's not timeless per se. I would say it's timeless. Now. You, you would say it's timeless. I would dude. Yes. I think it, I mean it, it's E30. It's timeless. got, it, it's, it's got a look you can appreciate. Yeah. But I don't necessarily feel that it qualifies for timeless. What would you say qualifies for timeless? Like though? timeless is, is a car that goes beyond its, production generation okay and still looks like a new car okay you know what i mean which all gr- all cars grow out of yeah there's exception like an yeah. nsx you could say yeah right, right? exactly the NSX, first gen yeah that's timeless that is absolutely yeah because it, it wasn't changed too much right and it just looks I mean, it always looks vicious. It always looks like a sports car. Right. Um, okay. And, and in the E36, I don't even think it made it out of its generation because as soon as the E46 came out, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a whole new look. Yeah. The the more like uh, more bubbly, rounded, round, bu- bubbly. Yeah, yeah. 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 That one is not so desirable for me. Well, for me either. But it's okay. very desirable in the community for the M's. The yeah. M- the M. The M. Yeah. The M. Uh, the M3. Because it was generation. the first. It was the eight. Right. That was no. The, that was a six. That was a six. Yeah, also. That was a turbo. Six-cylinder. No. Naturally aspirated. M3s were naturally aspirated until the F80. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were never. Oh, yours is the only one that's an eight. Then, the, yeah, mine's the only one that's an eight, the E92. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And the E92, I believe, obviously I have one and I like one and I bought one, but I believe that it has a timeless look, right? That it, it, it the technology advanced so much that a lot of the cars in that era, mm-hmm. in that second decade of the 2000s, now sort of stand the test of time a little longer yeah because the looks are a little sportier, even like in like a Camry or any of those cars. Uh, you know, might survive a little longer, but specifically for the E92, I think it goes longer. Whereas the E36, like I said, it has a look you can appreciate. But it's stuck in the 90s. But it's stuck in the 90s. And I think that's part of the reason why I do appreciate it also. Okay. It's yeah. Very, it's very, it's beautiful 90s. Yes. You know, I think it's a great example with yeah. the 90s. I mean, much like, you know, the, the Integra is for JDM too, mm-hmm. of that era mm-hmm. for me. I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a, again, I wouldn't say it's timeless. But it's a great looking car that I still think is a great looking car. Okay, that's interesting. I agree with your definition. The E36 isn't in the timeless category. Right. And your E92 might be closer to timeless. Yeah. Because you could mistake that for a new car, like a three year old car. Your E92. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Whereas the E36, you know it's a nice car. Oh, yeah, car. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Definitely 100%, not. man. But wow, you're seeing a, a value go up on them, too. Yeah. Huh? So then I start thinking, which I know I shouldn't because the idea is to build a race car. Yeah. It's going to get gutted. It, whatever. That's going to happen. But every once in a while, you're just like, man, am I really shooting myself in the foot right by by doing this and i mean really uh, the only difference is that you know if i could have sold that car as a race car for eight grand i'll mm-hmm. probably be able to sell it for nine that you know instead right i'm not gonna get you know 15 grand for it right? yes yes because i mean the car yeah you don't really i don't i'm not gonna put the aftermarket part tax on it yeah, but the car is going to be refreshed bumper to bumper. Right. So it's going to be a really good example of that car. Obviously, you know, ha- has major work done. Uh, so then I'm like, man, like, what if, you know, one day it's they're worth 20, 25, right. 30. Right? <laughs> and I'm over here like, fuck, man, I took this car apart. and But I'm going to have way more fun in that car than uh, than whatever. Let's call it 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your yeah that's, that's your, your if it crosses your if it crosses the fifty thousand mark so like, oh man <laughs> wait uh, are you doing engine seals on that sucker you yeah, are right yeah i mean i'm doing everything is being replaced all the rubber is being replaced in the car mm. yeah everything so a 30k you wouldn't be like ooh, sell time to sell nah, i don't know man it'd be tough right like i think at 30k i'd be stupid not to sell yeah um but what the problem is that once those cars hit 30k, mine won't be worth 30k. That's true. That's um, true. It needs a rest be, though. That that's how much I probably would have spent on the car turning it into a race car. Right. <laughs> but that's not necessarily what it's worth. And tearing it down. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, true. Yeah, I do see race cars go for even on bring a trailer. You know, fifteen. 
For maybe E36. if I put it on bring a trailer, put some nice like nice looking livery on it, put throw it up on bring a trailer, mm. and maybe it actually goes because it is a clean title, four owner car. But uh, those guys are like OEM nerds. Are I've seen race cars, race they, car M3s. They are. They yeah. are. Well, you'll. I well, obviously, you know, you'll get your value more if everything's as OEM as it can be. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You already got rid of the AC. That kills. Like, you <laughs> no, know? dude, that's that already takes uh, me off the market. Yeah, yeah. That's a big <laughs> loss. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. That was definitely and the heater. That's a whole other group. Oh shit! You yeah, took the heater out yeah. too. The heater's gone too. So it can't sell outside of the Sun Belt in Cal- in America. Basically, yeah. Which I wouldn't want that car to go anywhere. But, you mm. know, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Because there's no surface rust underneath. Right? Yeah, no, that car is pristine, man. Mm. It's just filth. Like I clean. I finally cleaned the subframe. It took me two and a half hours to clean that front subframe. It was layers and layers of gunk, and it was even different colors at one point. Wow. And I had to like use degreaser, then like brush it, then more degrease it, brush it, more degreaser, brush it, and I finally started seeing metal. Um so now it, it's just I finally got clean parts. I'm honestly debating buying a new steering rack instead of cleaning the one that I have. <laughs> I mean it does have hundred and fifty thousand miles that on it. That probably makes sense. It, yeah, yeah. And I, so I think I might actually do that because there's no way I'm going to clean that damn thing. Grease and rubber boots alone. I just yeah. would not want to fuck with it. Nah, nah. So I, I'm probably and I could probably sell it to somebody who would want to because it's still good. You know, I felt it. Can you do it? Throw it in a non E30, uh, non M3. Yeah. Yeah. That feels that fits all E36 cars. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then and it is an upgrade for non M's. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because it. The uh, better steering, better handling. Yeah, but but it isn't a high demand steering rack when you're switching out, because there's a generation. Uh, there's a Z3M generation mm-hmm. in the early 2000s that got a 2.7 lock to lock ratio steering. Okay. And okay. Um, those are swappable. Then those are swappable, and the one in the M3 is 3.4 turns. Oh. And it's progressive. Which means that it's it's less responsive in the middle and more in the outside. Okay. Um, okay. To stabilize you. Yes. But because it's progressive, it's actually a little more advantageous. But the 2.7 lock to lock from the Z3, it's like darty and go kart like. Oh. So okay. a lot of people want that feeling on the track. Oh. Okay. Right? But in in high speeds, that's a little more scarier. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. where you need the progressive side of things. So I think I'm gonna stay stock. For now, I'm not going to take it that far. Mm. Uh, feel how it drives. If I need better steering, um, I'll do that later. But right now, what I'm doing is I'm shrinking the steering wheel from like 340 millimeters to 310. Okay. So with the updated steering wheel. So maybe that'll help with some of the steering stuff. But but yeah, I don't know, man. I really hope it doesn't skyrocket in value. And then I'm just like, <laughs> I should have never done this. But there's no way. I'm going to have a ton of fun regardless. Yeah, you committed. So that's where we're at yeah. right now. So our picks for this week, a 335i and a Land Cruiser. 90s Land Cruiser. 90s land. land Cruiser. That's an interesting pick. Yeah. But let's get into our next topic. And this is a PSA, eating in people's cars. Randy, what have I got to say about this? Don't fucking do it you don't do it in any car that you own no i do not eat i wait until i get home really yeah i wait until i get home you don't drive yeah. and chew a munch on a burger no way dude you know how much of that is gonna end up on the floor a on lot. your shirt yeah hell you know yeah, how dude. old the uh, french fries i found in my oh, van that's gross <laughs> from dude, my no from way. me dropping it uh no way so for you it's not a problem to have other people eat in your car I eat in my own car. Right. Not, not but, the S2000. Oh, okay. Okay. The Prelude, yeah, maybe. But like somebody else. Like somebody a passenger else? like buys in and out. You're going to pick them up in the morning. They buy in and out. And they're eat, they want to eat it in your car. No questions asked. If they, they use there. the ra- if they hold it with the wrapper, it's okay. Okay. But if it's like Taco Bell or burrito, that's not. It's a two-handed thing. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah, yeah. Even I will obviously I won't drive trying to hold like a long two right. burrito. Yeah. Um, Are you familiar with the road snack? What the road snack is? No. What is so it? a road snack is when you go to you go through a drive through, right, to pick up some food to eat. Uh-huh. Right. But you don't want to eat the food that you bought until you get home, but you still want to eat on your way home. So you in on top of that combo that you get, you get a road snack. 
<laughs> so it's usually some finger food or something that you or buy like the fries to eat on the way home. You yeah, eat the or, fries or, and pull it exactly. out of the bag it's straight R- to your mouth. Yeah, but th- I, I can't be part of your original. Oh, uh, your original uh, menu, uh, food items. It's it's extra. No, I don't do that. Uh, yeah, that's that's what uh, that's what that is. But oh, anyway, okay. Um, I yeah, I I don't. I hate when people eat in my cars. Even the wifey. She can do whatever she wants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like that's, okay. I, I don't, I have not going to put rules on her. Sure. Um, but you know, the reason why she's the wife is because we tend to feel the same about certain things. Okay. Right? Fair enough. There's some common commonalities specifically with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with this, it's more speaking from experience for me. Yeah. Um, with most people I feel don't care and it's a, a normal thing to do. Which is why I've encountered this problem so much. You mean, and by don't care, you mean you go to the drive-thru together and they start eating after you've gotten the food? Yeah, they start eating or they do it in their cars, much like yourself. They have like 10-year-old fries under their car. Mm -hmm. Um, So then they feel that it's okay to do it in other people's cars. Oh, that's a bad assumption. Yes, it is a bad assumption, but it happens a lot. And even when you challenge them, you get statements like, but I'm hungry. (laughs) <laughs> you know and it's uh-huh. like like uh, i don't i don't care you know like yeah. you didn't think about this before i picked you up right. you know like what do you not plan your life are you not a full-grown adult like right. what, what are you doing you yeah. know why does it have to be in my fucking car especially it's the worst when you're like it's like an early morning thing and you go pick them up and they're literally standing outside their house like holding like a bowl of cereal like I, I've had that, like a sure <laughs> a bowl, and then and they want to get in your car eating cereal. I have never seen that in my entire life, and I'm God. just like, what the hell? No, I did, I've had this happen, and Recently? I've seen them do it in their own cars. Yes, yes, absolutely. eating cereal, eating in their cereal car. in a bowl with milk in it, with milk, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah, dude. Then they're full on psychopath if there's no milk, dude. Yeah, that's true, but yeah. uh, I would never allow that. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. I would never allow that. Yeah, and then you get the the other people, right? I won't eat it. I won't spill. I promise. Right? I promise I won't eat it. I won't spill. And I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. So this fucking story is the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why I no longer say yes to these arguments. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm leaving work, and there's somebody at work, uh, a colleague. Your current job. My current job. There is a colleague. Um, who is leaving at the same time, but doesn't have a car. They live close by, but it's still a walk, uh, like a couple mile walk. What? Oh, in the, the condos around the yeah, corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so uh, they had bought lunch, but they didn't finish it. L- this lunch was yellow curry. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, I don't, I don't like food in my car. I told them straight up. I was like, dude, I don't like food in my car. There's a fridge here. You can just leave it. Just take it tomorrow or something. And he's like, no, no, he's like, I want to eat it for dinner, and, blah, 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 and I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I won't spill it. I promise I won't spill it, right? I'm like, dude, come on. Like, he didn't please. have a bag? He had a bag. He pa- had a bag. Paper or plastic? Plastic bag. Okay. He had a plastic bag. And so I made the same kind of connections, right? I was like, he has a plastic bag. Right. He's really hungry. I actually like the guy. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Let's just go. Right. It's a short trip. It's a mm-hmm. mile and a half at most. Uh huh. So I'm driving and I stop. Right. Just a normal stop. And I'm just kind of listening to the music tuned out. And I hear. Oh. And I look over, dude. And like the bag either ripped or he tipped it or something. And there's yellow curry all over this dude's pants, running all over my seat, man. The Rio. The Rio. Okay. This is in the Rio. So I immediately pull into a gas station, and I'm like, dude, this is what I was talking about. Yeah. And I don't want to make the dude feel worse because I know he feels bad. We just had this conversation. Sure. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck. Yes. I told you. (laughs) I told you, dude. So he runs into the gas station, you know, gets like a sandpaper grade napkins that I put on there. And then he just starts cleaning that up. I'm helping him like kind of scrub it. I I always kept a shout spray, a pulsey spray with like it has a brush on top. Sure. So I tried scrubbing it as much as I could spray it and scrub it and trying to absorb it as much as I could. But that stain was there forever. That stain was there the day that it left okay. on the on the truck, man. Uh-huh. And since then, it's a you know vehement no, whenever one, especially that type of stuff. 
curry though, man. Um, yeah. How yeah. long did the smell stay in the car? Surprisingly, not that long. It was oh, like okay. two or three days okay. of a very lingering little smell that you got, and then after a way, after a while, it just burned off. I guess. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was like, no, man. I don't care what your promises are. This just does not fly. Mm. It's not okay. Do not eat in people's cars. Yeah. And then what your comment earlier texts me to the next statement I've heard, mm. which is you have an empty bottle right there. Yes. Right? Occasionally I'll, I'll have my water bottle or I'll have a, a plastic water bottle that I've, I'm drinking out of and then I have in the car, right? Mm -hmm. Water is not that bad to me. Uh, but at the same time, it's like it's my fucking car. Yeah. You know, just so for your passengers, no soda cups with a lid on oh, it and oh, straw. No, they're no not way. allowed to sip it. I mean, they can have it, but why just wait? You know, like why? I don't want to see you spill this shit. I've seen the story before. OK. And okay. and, and I'm, I know you're leaning towards uh, uh, with my last statement, which is you're going overboard. It's no. just a car. I wouldn't right? say that. I would. Right? I respect people's choices in their own property. Right. Yeah. Which, you know. You do. I yes. think this is why we get along. Yes. But a lot of people don't. Yeah. Man. And yeah. it's just I've heard so many things. And being one of the first people that got a car in high school, a lot of these that, you know, that I'm kind of uh, all of the statements that I'm repeating here were from that time. I've heard other stuff recently. Sure. But most of it was from that time. Obviously, ah. you know, people think. You know, they don't have cars and they're just, oh, I'm going to eat here, do this here. My mom lets me. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my, actually my dad was the same way. Oh, really? Yeah, he hated when people ate in his cars. So that's oh. probably where I get it too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, my mom, not so much. So your mom, your dad ne didn't let you eat in his no, tr work no. truck or. His work, I mean, we never were in his work truck. Okay. But his okay. like weekend truck. Yeah. You know, no. def definitely didn't want any food really? in there. If we bought food, we'd wait until we got home to so, eat it. So long driving to NorCal. Oh, we'd stop and eat somewhere. You'd stop, eat, no snacks, no no chips. I uh, like, you know, maybe some peanuts. We weren't very much, of, we weren't very, we weren't a snacking family. Okay. You know, and uh, okay. yeah, so it was more like drinking water and then stopping to eat. Oh, okay. but yeah, like seriously, guys, like just eat at home or make time to eat and then go off and kick with your friends. Right. Or at least make sure that they're OK with it, because the next time it could be curry on their seat. So the curry incident was not him trying to eat the curry. No, it was it him just spilling it out of the fucking it spilled bag. out of the bag or I don't know exactly how it happened, uh, but it just it spilled. And it was I mean, the dude had like black slacks on. And it was just yellow curry all over them. I would be pissed. Oh, well, dude, <laughs> especially after just saying, like, come on, man. Like, no, just leave it here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you were right. Right. Like, that's the worst part. Or he didn't tie the bag. Or, you know, it baffles me that he would have been able to make that kind of mistake. It I mean, that's why I'm thinking that it like it ripped or something. But it still doesn't make sense to me that I mean, we, it wasn't like I broke suddenly or I was drifting. Or right. Anything. Right. Like, exactly. how do you rip that? Right. Yes. You got caught in your zipper because he had it on his lap. Right. He got and, a boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> penetrated, <laughs> yeah. Penetrated the bottom of the box. Yeah, man. Like, probably, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. But that was like, it was because the real that was one of the last few times. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That was one of the last few times I let someone eat my car. Well, for sure. And he was just carrying his food home. And he was just carrying his food home. He wasn't even eating it. No, yeah. And that's uh, it's, it's a new extreme, man. Ha if he had tied the bag and threw, thrown it in the trunk, would you have given him an exception to letting um, him bring the, the food home? I mean, that's what home? I thought after. Um, okay. but I, but I also didn't want to do that initially because I was afraid that it would spill if somebody wasn't holding it. Right. You know, that, I guess that wasn't enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I know this person, I presume you do know this person. Okay. Yeah. You do know this person. If they were to hear this, they would know exactly who they are. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know that they listen, but probably not. Yeah. But you, I'll tell you later who it is. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but that is our episode. How do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Now that we have a camera to look at. Yes. Are you still looking at it? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, okay. Double um, checking. Also, uh, 
Like and subscribe. Oh, like no, no, no. I said that oh, part. Oh, you said that part. Uh, follow us on Instagram <laughs> at 91octane. <laughs> and if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. Now what we're doing is we're taking uh, listener questions at the end of, ep- of the episode. We didn't do that this week, but we'll start doing it again next week. So feel free to send us questions, whatever you want to send us, statements, just no nudes. I'm cool. I'm, I, don't, I don't need that. Even dick pic? <laughs> you want one? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Have a good night. You too. Bye.